Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 54. We watched Dunkirk. Was Travis's pick? Kinda. Kinda. You know, he said it was good. We went with it. It's a, it's a caveat of a pick. Yeah. It's like a side pick. Kind of like a side yeah. bitch, but a side pick. Yeah. But, I'd make uh, this my side bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. I'm fucking, I mean, I'm, I'm Adam. No, I'm here with Griffin. <laughs> I'm here with Travis. And sorry, I rudely ate my dinner with Adam. <laughs> All right, and, uh, yeah, we watched Dunkirk, Dunkirk and Christopher Nolan's fucking masterpiece war film. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, what you, was the budget well, I mean, on this movie? A billion dollars. Said, Adam, would you say it's, would you say it's a masterpiece? Um, I mean, it's a good movie. I don't know about a masterpiece. I don't know why I said that. I just no, no, said no, no, no. But I mean, I mean, cinematically, I I could see. Oh, where it looked really good. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, it was a period piece. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think well, it was. It was a very refined. They dropped like, some cheddar. Oh yeah, AKA Tom Hardy doesn't land. <laughs> well, I mean, Even at the end of the movie, no, nah, dude, we don't see him land. <laughs> no, we see him. Did you not see that? Did he land? Yeah, and he gets out, and then the Germans get him. Wow. Yeah, because the uh, well, I mean, yeah, he had that part where uh, uh, that suspenseful moment of not sure really what if his landing gear was gonna. Yeah, he was pumping it. That's not how my movie ended. Really? No. Oh. He was well, yeah, just flying that went to credits. Nah, he, he lands at the end. And on Dunkirk, like on the beat. Yeah. And the Dunkirk German fucked up place. Yeah. I just want to say this before we go any further. God bless the fucking the people that gave their lives oh because fuck that. That it was, oh, in, that was it was intense for me to just watch. Yeah. The whole time it was I was intense. on pins and needles. Travis was right. He's like, you just wait. You damn have an anxiety attack. I mean, Can you imagine yeah. waiting on that beach to be picked up and just fucking being hit, getting hit with dive bombs left and right? Oh, I mean, I mean, the shot where they go up above it, man, and then you just see the beach and just everyone's just in line, Lined scared up, out of their the fucking fuck out of there. And I mean, the perimeter, or at least the front line of the perimeter where they would intercept anybody like that wasn't too far off. Yeah, I mean, it was like a block or two away. It felt like, anyway, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, like the character in the movie showed it. It was just a swift jog to the beach, and several. that's where several thousand men are just there, like standing ducks. Like, well, and like several of the guys that got picked up were like, "Don't go back there." Yeah, please, I don't want to die there. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cillian Murphy's we'll character, man. Did he fuck that kid? Oh, up? Yeah. yeah, I was he killed blind. that kid. The kid was like, "I'm blind." I'm like he yeah, can't see. Ooh. I mean, then Tim was like, <laughs> I mean, he was just he's dead, mate. Yeah. What I about mean, the dudes in the water when the oil caught on fire? Oh fuck that! And they just pull off and they burn up. What a fucking horrible! Now, you know the die. one guy that goes under. Yeah, he's like holding his breath. Why didn't he swim like forward away from the fire? Maybe he couldn't swim. I don't know. <laughs> Could at least try. I'm just saying, he just sat there and he went back up in it and fucking. Yeah, but you know, every I mean, fucking I guess... time a ship left the fucking port with a, with got... a bunch of oh, it got bombed, dude. Every fucking yeah, time. 
It's I mean I there's I no way I would go really, below deck. No. No fucking way. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the uh the dog fight sequences in this movie. That was the best part, in my opinion. Like, Tom Hardy was shit. If it would have just been Tom Hardy, and why the, fuck, why the fuck does every movie he's in, he has to have some weird-ass voice? But anyway. He had um, that Bane mask on. I know, right? Circa 1959. Well, I, mean, <clears throat> I thought it was cool how none of the action really took place on the ground. I mean, save for like the naval uh, situations that would happen here and there. Uh, all the fighting took place in the air, and that was that was pretty cool for a war film. That scene you know? at the end when his engine went out, yeah, he was and gliding. He, got, around, he, he was still taking motherfuckers out, but when yeah. he flew yeah, over the dude. beach, gliding, you know, and everybody was cheering him on. Yeah, I was oh, like yeah. fucking right. Well, that was like his. That was the, that was his that'll do pig moment, you know, like yeah, good job. Like he tried to drop nah. the landing gear, and it was like uh uh-uh. uh. So he started pumping. I didn't think he was going to get that shit down. I know, right? Right. Like, I was like, oh, he's he's coming in for, he's going to have a rough landing. What's crazy is they don't show any enemy soldiers until the very end. Yeah, that was, well, that was something I noticed too. Yeah, they don't reference the enemy at all, really. I mean, it's just the enemy, you know? Yeah, they're fucked. (laughs) Like, 400,000 people on this beach. It's just. Nah. No, I, I liked how the fucking captain at the end was like, I'm staying for the French. You're like, dude, yeah, yeah. not a dick. Well, I mean, you know, they kind of played that dick move at the first when they were like, you know, Fuck. English only. But the, but I mean, you realize, you know, you know, logically thinking, you know, or logically speaking, sorry, um, you know, it's let us help ourselves so that we can help y'all, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So Dunkirk is in France, right? Yeah. So um, the French are trying to get the fuck out of their fucking area. I need to look at a map. Hold yeah, on, I don't know nothing about this story. Yeah, let me pull up Google Maps. I just map. know that we won. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't well, we win that. Even... That was before we got involved, right? Yeah, yeah. See, that's why. Yeah, I, know, I mean, well, that... I think that's what that entire speech at the end that they read the Churchill speech. Yeah. I that thought, cool. I thought the they were read, See, that's the last scene I saw was the guy reading it on paper. <laughs> Dude, after that went to credits. You didn't so, see well, it, 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 it was Your movie well, the, ended with him landing? No, 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 no. Like the that last was scene during, was the credits. That was, oh, yeah. that was, a, that was a scene that was in the montage of him reading the speech. Like oh, okay. you see, well, I saw that. get taken in. Yeah. <laughs> I thought y'all, there was just a scene where he landed and they take him in and credit. Oh no, there wasn't, oh, like, there no. wasn't a scene where there wasn't like a, a scene with dialogue or anything. I mean, it just, it, it just kind of, it, it just, that was just a good moment of showing you everybody's fate. Like where, where they ended up, you know, dude, it is like right there. Like from, oh, it wasn't far. From Dunkirk to to the UK, it's just like you can throw a rock. Yeah, well, those Hit guys it. are just skipping across their sailboats. Yeah, how It'd crazy while, is that? I mean, movie was well, short. I mean, that was know, nice. Well, well, I mean, you know, with that in mind, it made it even creepier, the scene at the beginning when they're going through the, the streets and those leaflets are falling. It's like we have you surrounded. Yeah, right. You know, the, you know, the psychological warfare going on. Yeah, that was, and I didn't get that until later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, 
it's it was so intense and it did it did some good building i like how it was like basically three different stories and three different timelines and they kind of crisscross at certain points but not but not coincide with one another you know what i mean yeah well i mean it it was a great application of nolan's storytelling over a period piece yeah and the the way it was edited together was just fantastic because you're watching it and you're like okay um the dudes get on the boat right they go off into go out to sea and it gets dark yet that it keeps cutting between the fishermen and the dog fight and that's all happening during the daytime so I didn't pick up at first whenever it showed, you know, like the, you know, air and then it said one hour or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't really pick up like the time, you know, what that really meant until later into the movie. I'm like, oh, OK, this is like this is like way different timelines happening kind of at the same time, but not really, you know, on the same day, you know, but not at the same time. It was just really interesting. I mean, it's it's Christopher Nolan. You know what I mean? Like, if anybody else would have tried to do anything like this, where you had three different timelines happening at the same time, I don't know if they could have kept it together quite as well as he did, in my opinion. You know. Um, but I liked it though. I like Cillian Murphy a lot. I like his character. You know, I couldn't even imagine because he was the first plane shot down, right? Uh, yeah, he was the one that was stranded out. There. Well, he was the one that the, the uh, civilian uh, little ship, you know, whenever it starts embarking on there, their journey, he's the first one they, they rescue. Yeah, yeah. He was the first plane that, that went down, right? Wasn't he sitting on that plane while it was sinking and they show up and save him off of it? See, that's the thing. I, I've watched it. I watched it the once and now that you're explaining that shit, that, that it's like more stuff like that. This it's a movie that you got to watch again for sure. Yeah, I need to, I want to watch it again. Just, just to see what else I can pick up now that I kind of have an idea of, of what the timeline in my head is and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that adds a whole new dynamic to it. Cause when I watched it, I just treated each thing as like a linear situation that kind of coalesced at the end. Yeah. That's the way I was looking at it too. But, but no, <laughs> it's not that at all, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like uh, on a scale of Christopher Nolan movies, like this was probably his most beautiful. Oh yeah, just well done movie. It but great. it's great. I don't think it's my oh, yeah. favorite though. Well, definitely not oh, because yeah. there's you know the story is just you know kind of moving guys oh, off yeah. the fucking shore. Yeah. I lost something I was going to ask you guys a second ago, but it just finally came back to me. And this probably falls on more technical on a more technical side. So I figure, if at least you know the two of you guys would know. But throughout the movie, and y'all noticed it too, it switched from like a widescreen view to a full. Yeah, screen. what was up with that? And well, I know I, I'm I'm almost positive that some of it was shot in IMAX. So I'm just uh, I'm just I'm only assuming here I don't know if that, that was it, just the rip that we got a hold of. You know what I mean? I, mean, like, I don't feel like they yeah. would sell that. Well, they said he shot it in 70 millimeter and 65 millimeter. So I don't know if using those two different. I feel well, like the version that was going to be on the DVD. Doesn't the same thing. Like 
Doesn't he use the same tactic though in, in like Film. most of his other right. films? I wanna say I wanna say one of the Batman movies do that as well. Yeah, there's another one of his movies that, that on those big wide, you know, like Yeah, the huge... big it was always like a big shot, so I just assumed maybe he was shooting with IMAX, but like you know, like you said, it was probably just a larger millimeter. Yeah, it's but it re- I mean at first it distracted me. Especially whenever you know I the thought kids it was on, just me. I noticed it kept changing. I would look at it and I'm like, what was that? Yeah. Well, whenever the kid was on the boat and he's looking up at the sky, when it cuts to the planes, it's in super, you know, full screen. But whenever it cuts back to the kid, it's, you know, got the black bars on it. I'm yeah. like, what? And it cuts several times right there. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, I just. Well, I mean, every, every scene has a frame that's probably worthy of being a painting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, the only thing that I wish they would have done differently was, um, I wanted to know more about those individual people. It was short. Well, not only it was that. short. But, well, well, they I didn't wanted, have enough time to. No, I mean, they could have wrapped it up at the end, like, you know, so and so, you know, private so and so went on to do this. Like and, I asked Travis, oh, like a, like an epilogue. I asked Travis yeah. last week. I said, did they tell you, you know, like so and so married his wife of, you know, his girlfriend of ten years and had three kids? Like, because they're real people. Yeah, yeah. Loosely based on real people, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, was there a guy there that saved everybody? We don't know. You know. Well, if the reports are. Uh, true <laughs> like i wanted to go watch a documentary I mean, yeah, after the movie was over well i mean this is proof of like almost like modern day myth because you know with world war Two, that war was so long and so devastating and had so many multiple fronts that moments of like like mo- moments of courageousness like the way that the, the tom hardy's character was depicted you know you can't sit there and say that something like that probably, you know, didn't happen. They were flying it surely, until they ran out of gas. Yeah. I mean, I mean the way the way the military, oh, the way the military fought in that war. You know, those were men of like a higher valor than we'll ever have in our generation. Yeah. For- so like, you know that I guess that sense of jump to just jump and get the situation resolved. Like that's not going to really happen with a lot of Joes like us, you know, with, yeah. ex- with the exception of, you know, our current military servicemen and whatnot. We're you know? blowing up fucking sheep herders in the desert with sniper scopes. Like, yeah, this is war. The... Like, yeah. World war two was war. It's not war anymore. It's no, it's not it's even cyber. Fair. I mean, it's cyber war. Yeah. Now, I mean, that it was, was like what... going into one of those battles though. Fuck that. I'd rather, I would much rather go to Afghanistan than show up in Germany somewhere. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, fuck. I mean, that was, that was the, one of the last big battles or big wars in our history where there was no man's land trenches ground war, you know? I mean, with the exception, you know, of like, I'm not saying like Vietnam, I'm not discrediting yeah, not that. Trying to shit on still, wars, but so. I mean, that's, <laughs> but that's when, but that's when, that's when like guerrilla tactics happen and it's like fuck conventional warfare. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, in World War One and World War Two, they had to rewrite the playbook, especially in World War One. Just think about it. Like, you go in and fight almost traditionally, like uh, Civil War style, but these weapons are being developed so quickly during that war that they had to completely change it. And then not long after that, you know, World War Two kind of piggybacks on it just a little bit. You know what I mean? So it's like they yeah. still haven't refined it. And and then when Vietnam came around, we already had all those tactics down. We already pretty much had all the weaponry we were going to use, just improved versions of that. So that that was a little bit more of a, of a steady, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it, steady, you know, stream of, you know, battles or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But um, I couldn't imagine, man. I couldn't imagine, like, being 18, 19 years old and then, like, oh, I got drafted. I guess I'm going to go fucking fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the guy on the ground, you know, he – he was he was getting out of there one way or the other, like and and even down to the point where he was so paranoid. You know, they asked him what he was doing, what his partner was doing. He was like, "Dude, he's looking for the exit." Yeah, like, gotta find my way out if if this goes south. Yeah, I mean, and I, I dude, I really just could not even imagine it. Like being in that situation, being like worried that at any moment, and you see it several times, at any moment he could have died. You know what I mean? I, I I can understand now as an adult why people have like PTSD and like have problems oh, after they fuck. come back from that. You know? Well, I mean, living I also, in fear and, like that for weeks. Well, I mean, end. don't get yeah, and don't get me wrong. I don't know how I would react should you know something happen and we all had to be drafted. Some ridiculous event that would occur that would cause that. Yeah. But I also understand why there's all like why there's conscientious objectors like the people who are, don't go to war they choose not to and and file under that or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but I mean, if I get drafted and they're like, "You need to serve your country," I'm gonna be like, "Look, I mean, it's the least I can do." <laughs> you yes, know? but I'm gonna tell up front. I'm like, "You don't want me." Yeah. All right. I'm tell you right now. But I'm just, I, I but yeah. But you know, you got to put in the context though of how you're going to feel when that happens too, because you got to think if we're like, say, the U.S. mainland's getting invaded. Oh, that'd be a different all, story. <laughs> all hell, all hell's broken loose. You know, I mean, I, this is some very exaggerated situations here, mind you. But in the event something like that happened, and it's like we got to fight for our country, we got to fight for our right to live in America again, all that kind of crap. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know how I would react, I mean, but I feel like there would be. And walk outside. Yeah, if that yeah. shit there was would in be your a, front yard, you'd do something. Yeah, I mean, there would be there would be a sense of you know, this is you know, pride and country and all that. That I think that's I think that's there in every person in any nation. You know, not just America. You know, but just yeah. I think it's just that that natural. I don't know. It Man, goes into all that. They're not gonna fuck on us here. No, hell no. Look, all the people course, in those but, states where they don't allow guns will be like, fuck, you know? Well, I mean, you know, there's too many humans on this planet for that type of fight to ever really happen anymore. Like, nah, if, it's if it's going to be, here. it's going to be devastating. We always take quick. it there. I mean, Somewhere if, else. if the United States, let's say, for example, like 
um, somebody declares war on us and they decide they're going to invade us, what do you think? Where do you think their first port of fucking call is going to be? Where do you think they're going to plant their flag? New York. Really? New York. I mean, where? I mean, where? They got, well, it's got to be on the on the edge. Well, let's just New think. York, California. Let's think hypothetical. Okay, we're going back where like nobody has nukes. We can't nuke one another. Oh, you're talking about then? They no. Well, I'm talking about now, but then rule. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna have to get well, dudes gonna on be a boat. A co- it's gonna be on the coast. Well, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, but, I'm sure. Well, I think it would be a multi front. I think they would have to get us on all sides, which Alaska? means. Which means they'd have to take <laughs> Canada and they'd have to take Mexico, yeah. or Alaska, or if we're gonna, or if we're gonna try to get a little, if we want to throw some current ideas in there, they would go probably the route that they were gonna try to go in the sixties and seventies, and probably ally with Cuba and set up a base and take start operations from there. Yeah, right. Fuck about Florida. That, they that, have Disney World. That, we still got Disneyland. With the, right. with, the, with the exception of like the smaller continents of like Australia and Japan and I guess uh, the United Kingdom, well, no. Now that I think about it, like we're one of the we're one of the few nations, I guess, where we have a coast to coast advantage. Yeah, I know. Which I mean, you know, well, I mean, you know, realistically speaking, we fought two fronts. I mean, we fought on both both oceans during World War Two. Yeah. That's true. Um, I would think, see, but if if it happened, though, do you think that Mexico and Canada's got our back? Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying they would be they would they would have have an army. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure. I feel like they just have a mariachi band that they said then. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, you know, I I just. I mean, if we're going to go worst case scenario, then those would be the the countries that would have to be, you know, taken over, which the fighting those those this is thinking like everything else is a shithole. Not sure. This 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 would mean this would mean that by this point, a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, uh, my wording's bad. Sorry. But what I mean in that context is that everything in the world would be a wasteland besides America at this point and whatever country we're battling. I think we could all agree that everywhere but America is a shithole, you know? <laughs> I've been to a America. few of them, the shitholes. Yeah, I've been to a few <laughs> of them too, but you know, it, it. I haven't been to quite the shithole that you've been to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to say is. something before we get too far away from the movie here. <laughs> Um, did you guys notice anything about the soldiers? Just anything? They're young. Young as fuck, man. That's it. Like, yeah. they were all so young, like kids. Yeah, like, we I sent mean, kids younger than, to die. Younger than us now, you know? Like 17, yeah. 18. I'm just like, damn, dog. Like, it's crazy to think about. I mean, imagine just turning 18 and it's like, Oh yeah, you've got to go. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. If you don't go, you're yeah, gonna but be arrested. School? No, 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 not you anymore. Go. Well, I mean, I know, I know there are policies that were in place to keep your family line going. Yeah, because if you yeah, only but, had one kid, but but at the sheer amount of of deaths, and I'm meaning like globally as opposed to just America, I wonder how many family lines were were destroyed 
over the span of World War One and World War Two. I mean, dude, the death toll is astronomical, I mean, man. A lot of numbers, man. <laughs> uh, it's crazy to even think about. It's crazy where like the idea of one person being like, "Fuck all y'all, I'm in charge of this bitch, and I'm taking fucking over." That's the craziest thought ever. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody came out like that right now, like, they would be gone instantly. Their entire country would be a fucking in shambles, you know? It would be over so quickly. But now... Well, I mean... Isn't that pretty much the basis of North Korea? I mean, unless I'm just an uninformed American, but... That's pretty much what's going on, but we're at like a, I mean, of course, tensions right now are really high, but we've just been at a stalemate with them for decades. They're not budging what they have, and, and neither are we. Yeah, but what do they have, though, well, for real? <laughs> but if you remember, dude, my whole life, even, you know, this is Kim Jong-un, even Kim Jong-il was like, I'm going to fuck y'all up. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to do nothing. Well, I mean, I mean, nothing. I mean, it's just all talk, well, I mean, man. But North Korea, with the exception of Iran and the Middle Eastern countries that have come out and done it, they're they're the only Asian entity that's come out and just been straight fuck America. Well, because we helped uh, we helped North Korea. They still or got South the whole Korea, North Korea, yeah, South Korea. They still got the whole, you know, yeah. The North and South, the which, South will which, rise it, it, again. It's, it's, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's like, intent. Well, I mean, it's intense to know that there are still wars going on to this day. I mean, yeah. we just call we call them conflicts now, but I mean, a war is a war. Yeah, a dead person's I mean, a dead person. When, well, I mean, when people are pointing guns guns at each other, that's not a conflict. That's 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 a war. I mean, what they should do is just have both sides line up, no weapons, no knives, and just beat each other to death with their bare hands. And then whoever wins, wins. Like, that's the way we should wage war. Or, like... You, you, you want a gentleman's war where everything's settled over a nice round of fisticuffs. Yes, either that or North Korea builds their fucking robot and we build our fucking robot. Whoever <laughs> wins, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dude, that's the Galaxy Games. It's happening. <laughs> no, that's how Pacific Rim starts. No, that no, that that that's the uh, that's the semifinals for the Galaxy Games. Whoever wins leads humanity into the Galaxy Games. Shit, they get to take their robot to space. Um, it's just crazy, man. War is just fucking. And this is the first war movie we've ever, um, you know, reviewed or anything like that. And we haven't really ever talked about it any. But like, it's just it's just such a crazy idea. You know what I mean? Like, especially World War Two. You know, one person just and, being so drunk with power. Well, I mean, and you know, I guess shifting back to, to the movie, you know, World War II movies are a dime a dozen. Well, um, not, not nowadays. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if, if, I mean, if you go back and you, and, and you take the real estate approach and just look at the decades of cinema that exist, yeah. you I mean, you see that, I mean, there's no, we're, we're no shortage of war films and for a movie to still come out taking place in a time period that is, you know, everyone knows 
you know, every, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's more to it, obviously. That's why we have historians, but the general story is, is told to everybody. Yeah. And for a movie to come out and tell part of that war and it still be a refreshing movie to watch, especially well, with, you know, especially well, with like the superhero films and all the indie films and the ghost shit movies that well, come out. It was Christopher Nolan. Yeah. So it looked amazing, had a good story. But then you have to think about this, like um I mean I didn't know much about the whole Dunkirk situation. Did you guys? No. I mean I no. wasn't even on my radar. Not at all. Never heard well, anything no. about that in school, never seen a documentary about it. Like I don't know shit about that, but that was fucked up. Like that should have been mentioned. Yeah, for real. There's a lot of people that got fucked over there and died like sitting ducks. Yeah, the Navy should have dropped everything it was doing and come and got those guys off the fucking yeah. fucking beach it's, there, man. Leaving them out there like fucking ducks. That's man. a that's a lot of four hundred thousand people. That's a lot of motherfuckers. You know, you know what I mean? Just to be stranded in the Navy, be like, no, nah, we're staying here to defend the homeland. Like, dude, come on. Well, I mean, that just that that's what made the whole thing tense. I mean, that just what added to the tension of the movie is the fact that it's taking place of where our side's losing. Yeah. It's one of the, you know, it's one of our first, you know, it's one of the first, I don't know if it's one of the first, but it's one of many moments where, you know, the enemy had the upper hand and, and was gaining ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, no. I mean, think, think, I mean, just think of how scary it had to be for the French and the British to be driven back so far that England had to be like, okay, we, we got it. We got to recoup guys. Like, yeah, France. there's no way we can, there's no way we can help France. If England gets taken. I mean, dude, and when you look at Dunkirk, I mean, it is like, I mean, it's right there. Like it's, well, I mean, and even, even at the end, it kind of had a, a parallel to the way America was, when we entered the war, you know, you, you see, you see the battlefields of world war two and they're gringy. They're, you know, muds everywhere, bodies everywhere, blood, viscera, everything. It's the horrors of war, you know? Yeah. And then you cut back to the homelands and guys are sitting on the front porch on a summer day, smoking a pipe. Yeah. Kids are out frolicking around. I mean, it's just, it's it's still it, it that's always I've always thought that's just weird how where the conflicts take place it affects everyone but its effect withers as you get further away from it yeah oh yeah now and and that and that's not to discredit all of the you know the heartbreak that happens when you know a family member gets told that you know their kid died in the war and they get the you know the soldiers come up and tell them that's not to 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 say to take that lightly you know yeah, well, but, but when they get the flag in the mail, well, it's just hard to. It's like with the stuff that's been going on in our life, it's hard to like fathom what's actually happening there. I mean, now it's a little bit different because like you see them release the videos of the beheadings and all this crazy shit, so it kind of gives you a little bit more sympathy. But at the same time, like we all have shit going on. In our lives, yeah, fighting it's, the fucking battle every day, just being a damn a human. Yeah, so alive. it's it, it's hard to like, and and it's sad to say, but it's hard to just be like super 
um, concerned with what's happening in a different part of the world, even though it's happening to on a you global know, scale. Yeah, to American soldiers, it's hard to fathom it. Now, North like, Korea don't mean fuck to me, man. Yeah, Not it's just crazy. It. And then the thing in Afghanistan, I get what we're doing over there. Not worried about it. Like, yeah, we should have pulled out of that a long time ago. I'll be the first to say it. I don't know what the fuck we're doing over there. <laughs> For real, right? Those motherfuckers, right. what are they going to do? Strap bombs on a goat and send it this way? They can't, they, <laughs> no, they can't do nothing. Yeah. Good luck getting a fucking shoe bomb through fucking NSA now. Yeah. Shit. Well, I mean, I just, I just wonder sometimes and. I guess it's it's one of those things that's better left, you know, unsaid when you're around people you know that go and serve and, and, and do their you know you know, do their duty over there and whatnot. But sometimes I've always wanted to, to pick people that pick the brains of people that, that we know and just, just be like, you know, at one point like, you know, what 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 exactly were you thinking or feeling over there? Especially at, at moments where maybe they were in a tense, you know, firefight or maybe you know some people they grew close with you know something that happened to them you know you know like like just that 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 swath of emotion that yeah. you know honestly i'm too scared to want to go out and, and experience it well that and that's but at the same time like if you ask anybody even though if they're you know friends or family or whatever most of the time they're like oh it's no big deal you know whatever happened happened don't really yeah. want to talk about it you know that's one thing that I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. You know what I mean? But my great grandfather who passed away a couple of years ago was in world war two. And I wish I would have questions about it. No, I didn't you get a story. Well, because I didn't think that he would want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's why I never brought it up. But now I wish like I would have brought it up a few times just to hear his side of things. You know what I mean? Hear what, what it was like. Cause he would have been straight up with, you know? And, you know, and I guess if at the proper time, because, you know, when it comes to ask, I guess asking someone like that, you know, if they don't want to talk about, it, you know, you obviously have to respect their, their wish on that, you know, because, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of people that, that experience some really crazy things over there. And I, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure in a way, whether they experience it firsthand or through, their platoon or, or, or any, you know, any nature of just being over there. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, at the end of the day, I feel for them and respect them for doing it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, well, and this is the thing that kills me. This is why these motherfuckers that are fucking shitting on the flag, standing on it and all this shit. My thing is, is at the end of the day, this is your country. You may not have to agree with everything that's going on in the world, but this is still your country. You know what I mean? Make a difference the right way by voting, by going to the polls, doing what you have to do. But don't disrespect veterans. Don't disrespect people in, in service right now. And don't disrespect our country, you know? How, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like when people see that on the news from other countries, they're like, well, if they don't give a shit about their own country, then why should we respect them? You know what I mean? It's yeah. the same philosophy as like your kids go out and do some stupid shit and then they're disrespectful to people that reflects on your family in some, in some way. Right. 
Yeah. So it's kind of the same idea there. You know, we're all a big fucking family. It's just, I don't know. It's just insane. It is. But, you know, like this movie, this movie just shows like just, just how intense and crazy everything was and just how real it was, whether we want to believe it or not, because it's, you know, I, I, I can only think the actual horrors of war are things that can never be seen. You know what I mean? Never be forgotten. Sure. You know? Oh yeah. I'm sure every detail is burned into people's heads. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy, man. But, um, I had an uncle that saved a, uh, what you call it? He got like some kind of fucking ribbon for saving a tank. Oh shit. Like he was behind enemy lines uh, in Germany and they got cornered and he was in a tank with some guys and all the guys bailed. Like they just left the tank and he was the only one in it. He drove that bitch out of there, man. Saved it. Wow. So he got like a, you know, like a medal for that. So he was like a one man fury. He fucking drove that bitch out of there, dude. He that's didn't bail so, on it. He didn't leave it. That's badass, dude. I mean, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you're fucking in the shit, I'd rather be inside a tank. Yeah. You picked off I, with a damn gun real quick walking around. <laughs> but all these dudes, fucking, man, they just bailed on it because they got stuck. He's like, shit. Yeah. We can well, get Alabama out. mud right here. Wow. <laughs> out of there, you know? Yeah, he, he literally had oh, a shit. hold my beer moment. He with drove that, that shit out of there, man. Yeah. Got a medal. That's that's awesome, man. That is, yeah. That's yeah. really awesome. Drive it Hats back, off. get out of the tank. They're like, where's everybody else at? Them motherfuckers ran. My, uh, you want to be the motherfucker in that tank coming back. Like, they fucking did. My, uh, my grandfather uh, passed away in the 90s. He, uh, he he served in World War Two, and I I have to share Griffin's sentiments. I wished I wished I was old enough to to want to be interested to to have been interested in wanting to know his stories and all that. Because old enough to give a fuck, yeah, yeah, well, old enough to to give a shit and understand, and you know that it was something. Because yeah. at the time, yeah. like World War Two, you're an old motherfucker, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And I've then you several real... people. Most of them are gone by now, but I mean yeah. they're dying off. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a... I, I believe I believe I have an uncle that served in Vietnam, and I've never sat down and really talked to him about. It. He served in the Air Force. So I know well I that really, wasn't as I bad. I don't know the. Ex- yeah, I don't know the extent of of what he did, but you know he still he when was over there and everything. When you're in the Air Force, they don't drop you in the fucking bush and say good luck. Yeah, right. You know, like, I, but, uh, I, just wanted, I know a guy yeah. that was over there, man, he's fucked up to this day. Like he can't, uh, he's got like nerve issues. He carries a gun everywhere he goes. I mean, right. he's fucked up, man. He didn't handle it well, but he saw a lot of fucked up shit happen to people. Like, you know, we see shit in movies and we're like, it's a movie. Yeah. You know? But when you see that shit happen right in front of your eyes, when you got to like kill kids and shit. Yeah. Fuck with you, man. Or I mean. Or, I mean, you don't know if you're shooting at the enemy or just a bunch of leaves. Yeah. I mean. That fear, that's what I, I watched a documentary on Shell Shock one time, which is fucking, you know. Yeah. That's, that was Shell Shock from World War II. And it's they said it's the living in fear for long periods of time that fucks with you. Because you're like, 
for days on end, you're just sitting there like, I'm about to die. I'm about to die. I'm about to die. And you just get That's... stuck that way, man. It fucks with you. Like, go watch those shell shocked soldiers from World War II. They're like, somebody claps their hands. They like get under the bed. I mean, they're, they're fucked up. I heard, I heard, uh, now this could all just be complete shit, but, uh, I heard there was a, a guy that right, right before I got in one of my first jobs at Walmart, um, there was a gentleman that worked in one of the departments and he, I guess he was shell shocked cause he, he would have, you know, high anxiety moments, you know? Um, yeah. you know, he'd, hunk, he'd hunker down if a really, really loud noise occurred, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't think it got really ridiculous, I guess, but well, it's like, it changes you know, your wiring, was, man. Like you're hardwired yeah. to do that. Like we don't yeah, know what that's over- like to sit there and fear for he, our life for fucking 20. He, he acted a little different and that was his re- you know, that was the reasoning because, you know, that's damn crazy, man. I mean, it's, it's something that, that, I mean, I, I ain't got no jokes. No, I mean it's it crazy. No, well, I mean, not well, I mean, at all. you know, and going, well, you know, going back to to what you were saying earlier, Griffin, about you know serving your country's least you can do, and you know how a lot of people, you know, the, you know the people who the people who are trying to get their point across of the injustices of the world by saying and doing ridiculous things against our country. Yeah. Um, you know. We're not we're not a perfect nation. I I, I figured that out. You know, I, as a as an American, you realize your country's not as it's depicted as a child as you get older. Oh yeah, for sure. Just I mean, like quick. Just like your parents aren't what you perceive them to be when you're a kid. You know what Fuck I mean? No. <laughs> and, you know, and so you know, with all that said, I think I think that it's nice that we live in a country where you can do that that doesn't mean you're not going to get called a dick about it or you know be told hey you're 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 taking something for granted that's ultimately what that is when you're saying stand during the national anthem that you know you're you're being told to you know salute your flag respect you know respect our armed servicemen you know yeah it boils down. I think that the message that needs to be conveyed is, you know, you're taking a freedom you have, but you're taking it very much for granted. Yeah. And it's not in good form that you're doing that to someone in uniform or using it for whatever message that you could get across completely and perfectly crystal clear in an alternate fashion. Right. I think I, it makes me mad when people don't want to stand for the, cause it's like, look, all right, black lives matter. Cops are assholes. Cops don't have anything to do with the national anthem. Yeah. Cops don't have anything to do with what this country stands for, but there's people that fucking, you know, stood on the beach and got shot in the face and fucking blew up and they fucking risked their lives. So you could fucking, you know, throw a football and make yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah. You have Live a really dream. good life. Yeah. Compared to really. most countries. Oh, so you could stand your absolutely. fucking ass up and show a little respect. But you know, that's why I mean, dude, the NFL ratings have dropped big time. Because a lot I of people are like, I'm not gonna watch this shit. That's very disrespectful. You fucking 
and self-entitled prick over here, you know, like, yeah, I don't owe them shit. This country doesn't owe them anything. No, if it wasn't for this country, dude, they're throwing balls. I mean, they're 30 million a year to play football. Yeah. Foot fucking ball. Living the dream. What is what is a soldier making a year? It ain't thirty million. Yeah. Let's keeping your ass safe. Fuck them. Yeah. It's up to me. Every time someone sits down during the national anthem, they fire their ass. Yeah, right. Prick. Well, this is my thing, and this might sound a little crazy, a little out there, but if you guys agree or disagree or have anything, just throw it in there. You know, some, I think it's uh, Germany, uh, some other countries, like, require you after you finish school. Serving the military? Yes. Yeah, most. And I don't and I don't think that that's a bad thing, necessarily. I mean, think, of, I was talking to one of my buddies at work about it. I said, think about it. How many people do you know or have met where they've never done anything with their lives, but they are one of the most brilliant people? people you've ever met that just didn't give enough of a shit to go do anything with their lives. You know what I mean? If they were forced to go into the military, that potential would have been, it would have been noticed and it would have steered this person in the right direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not only that, but it gives you more of a respect for yourself and your country, you know, like, I mean, well, I mean, even on, even on a level pair too. Well, I mean, I don't think I would have been opposed to the idea that upon completion of high school, you go through, you know, say for instance, the community college program. Yeah. You know, where you go and you get whatever, you know, like, you know, like Northeast or what have you. Well, alongside that have a mandatory, you know, military training and basic training and everything. And upon completion, you know, you're given the choice, you know, cause like you said, to go along the, the path of finding a person's potential, being able to, I don't want to, I feel like exploit is making it sound bad, but exploit that potential and have that person, you know, yeah. harness it and then say, okay, you have one of two options here. You can go on, about your life, you know, you've, you've done your, you know, you did your, however many years, you know, you can continue on and have a military career where we still train you in what you want to do, but you're doing it for the country and for the government. Or now, now that you've had a college education alongside this military training, you can go on about either starting a business, joining a business. You're in, you, you just, you leave in a good standing either way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and how many but, things do you think they teach that that carry over? You know, but I mean, you got, but you got to respect a human being's, you know, right. I guess you would call it to not, you know, you, you don't, you're not going to make somebody who doesn't want to be involved in conflict suddenly have a, an interest in wanting to be in conflict. Yeah. So I mean, that's probably why that doesn't exist here, and because it's a basic freedom that we have the right to choose what we want to do for the most part. I'm not built for that shit, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You don't I'm want right me there. over there fucking protecting you. I'm gonna tell you right now, like, you're not gonna be safe. You know? Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, I'm getting there, but you know. 
Oh, it's done, man. Like they want young, young and fit and shape. I had an army recruiter call me one time. He's like, I want to go out and eat with you. I'm like, all right, man, let's go. Where you want to be at <laughs> McDonald's? Shit, I'm down. He said he's paying for it. Right. He said, let me ask you something, Christopher. How much do you weigh? And I told him. He said, how tall are you? And I told him, he said, well, buddy, you're going to have to drop a few LBs for you to join the Army. I said, look, man, I don't want to join the Army, and I'm not. Like, right. nothing that you say to me tomorrow is going to make me join the Army because you don't want me. Yeah. Because I'm going to be out there like, I know he's got <laughs> not that because I'm saying like, look, I know he's got a vest on. It could be a bomb, but what if we're wrong? Yeah, you don't want me. I'm not a killer. Yeah, you want oh, a killer? I'm not, a, I'm not either. I'm not a killer, dude. If I yeah. fucking run a, a damn possum over, I feel bad. Right. You, know, you don't want me yeah. over there deciding. <laughs> well, they're like he's it's a kid and he's wearing a vest i'm like just let him run he's gonna blow up he's gonna kill himself i don't want to do yeah. it right i'm not see that and, and that's that, that's where i would be scared because i would be afraid of taking kill the wrong die. person i well i mean that's the thing once you you know once you make that decision and you're like all right i'm gonna be a soldier well that's what you have to become a soldier you're gonna you know, you're going to give your life to the cause at that point in your life. And if that means you're going to shoot this other human being that's made the same decision you have, that could be different, could be not. But it's just the overall, you know, that's where I think I, I would be probably that classic case of I get in a room, me and an enemy guy, I'd probably get killed just as a side note. Because I would, I, I feel like in a moment when I should not show mercy, I would, and that would be my that would be my downfall. Yeah. Podcast is over. Trav's got took out by fucking whoever. What are we gonna do? Got slammed by a metaphor. So, um, anyway, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, with Dunkirk. We still get us a nice little bow on top, a, a bittersweet one at that, but yeah. the day's still saved. It ends on an uplifting note, and probably the coolest like speech montage I've seen in a while. Yeah, I agree. That was that was crazy. Um, I love the shot when it when it goes to the part where he says, "You know, we'll fight on the land, we'll fight in the sea," and it just has that montage of the helmets on the beach. You see the destroyers out in the ocean. You know, yeah. Quick cut to Hardy still doing his thing with no gasoline in that plane whatsoever. Um, I think he whipped the greatest shitty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've we've ever seen. Um, I know I'm stretching that term now, but you know. But the day was still safe. It still ended on that. I, I love it was like the war's really just begun yet. Cause, and, and, and maybe it's, it, it's the America fuck. Yeah. And me, but the part of the speech where Churchill says, you know, the might of the new world will eventually come liberate the old. And I worded yeah. it terribly, but Churchill put it so much more eloquently, but it was very, very uplifting. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, and he was only in office for like 17 days whenever he did that. I believe that's right. I'm not 
you can fact check me and tell me don't I'm quote wrong. Quote me on that. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Close enough. Yeah. So uh well, let's go ahead and rate it. Yeah, I mean, Got you know. Real. But that was I mean a fucked that's... up situation, man. I felt bad for those guys. When I was watching I did too. It, I felt yeah. bad, like I was just like, damn, this this happened. But I mean, at the end of the day though, I was complete I don't want to say entertained because I don't like the idea of saying I'm being entertained by something based on a terrible situation as that. But I was very engrossed in the film. Like I did not I didn't get up once when I was watching it. And it's a short film, mind you, still. But it's you it's it's one of the movies that it's just, it's one of those it falls up there with me with it's his saving private ryan yeah and i i think it's worthy of sitting next to that and the other greats you know yeah i agree i mean it was a great war film um and i mean there's been more i guess fury was the last one it was okay but this one you know it was Christopher Nolan, you know? Yeah. Had a good look. I'm gonna give it a star. I love guys. that Yeah, I love that he was I love that he was uh that he just he just he told the you know, he told his rendition of the story of Dunkirk. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't he didn't get as cerebral as all of his other films. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, he didn't yeah. I was kind of surprised that it didn't get. There was no any, twist. Well, it just didn't get out there at all. Yeah, like I mean, the he did a straight movie. Yeah. So, hats off to him. You know, even though I guess the Batman movies weren't really out there, but in a way, I That's guess they kind of were. <laughs> Give it a star, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man. I don't know if I buy this movie because I, I mean, I, this is not a movie I'd watch like over and over and over again. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those movies that star. if you're ever in the mood for World War Two, it should definitely be in your selections. Yeah, like, you're be not like, gonna okay. come over, and I'm not gonna recommend it. You know, it's not one of those things yeah. where I'm about you gotta. See oh it, yeah, it, but it's, it, this is this is definitely a good. You want to sit at home watch a yeah. movie, or you know, you don't talk it, during if this I, movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's not a party film by any means. Which I'm sure. I'm sure that's kind of goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's definitely and it's not although the dogfights were good, and it yeah, and 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 although the action was there, it it wasn't it wasn't a focal point by any means. It was just another element. Yeah. Um, yeah. if you're if you're the type of person that watches a movie like this, and you're like, okay. Talking, 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 talking. Okay, let's get to you know a battle moment. This is not really that type of film. No, the only battle was in the air, and it was like ten minutes at most. Yeah, it was all slow. But just seeing, you know, you had all these people that like got their sailboats, and they were like, "We're gonna go get those boys." Yeah, we're gonna save the day. Put themselves in danger. And they did it, man. They fucking did it, man. They brought everybody home. Oh man, they fucking when did the, what the uh, Navy couldn't do. Oh, when the when the old man uh was was helping them evade the fire from the planes and he said, Wait till it, it nose dives a bit, you know? 
Yeah. Like him, just him understanding through his son who died, you know, earlier in the war, he like, you know, he learned enough that, he, you know, it's just, it's insane that, 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 that was something that, that, that he took into consideration on the spot. You like, you know, when I guess survival kicks in and all that stuff he remembered, you know, he was just like, you know, being able to predict his line of fire in a way. Yeah. That was that was really cool. What about you guys? Um Travis gave it a star last week, so Yeah, yeah dude. I, I give it a full star. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a star, but like you said, I don't know if I mean I'll probably end up buying it when it's really cheap. Um it's kinda like the Revenant for me, really good, but something I haven't watched a lot, but I own it because yeah. I got it really cheap. You know what I mean? If yeah. if yeah, if you are a collector I mean, chances are, if you're a collector, you already have it, or you're going to have it. Yeah. I mean, it's the Nolan box set. Get them all. You know what I'm saying? Collect the whole set. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, all right, we got a little bit of stuff here. Uh, did y'all see this, that Stephen Dorff was uh, cast in the season three of uh, True Detective? Wow. I did. I did. I didn't read the article, but I did. Stephen Dorff and who? Not the only uh, cast member we got. We got a nobody. We got a no name. Marshala Ali. Yeah, we got a no name. I just don't <laughs> know, guys. I just I think season three of True Detective is going to be an uphill battle. Like they're really going to have to have some really good writing on this. Did one. you watch season two? Yes, I haven't yet. You know what I'm saying, oh, <laughs> testy. Yeah. Uh, it was all right, but what, I mean, it's going to be hard to top that. That's the problem with this show. It's always going to have that first season looming over. Yeah. yeah. It's never going to well, beat I mean, that first season, man. Never. There's no way you can beat the fucking performance that Matthew McConaughey delivered. Oh Can't man. Be done. The, and I think that's going to hurt the show. Yeah. Cause they let, yeah. they, they came in with that. Well, I mean, I, I always thought that the concept of the Yellow King would have been a really cool MacGuffin to carry over into other seasons. Yeah. Fucking scruff MacGuffin. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, the Yellow King didn't mean shit, but it was one of those things where it was it was almost like a way of saying, all right, we're about to get into some weird. Like It was almost the show's way of saying, all right, we're gonna we're gonna fish tell for a hey, man. Yeah. Oh, you put yeah. anybody Dude, that, else that, in there, it would have been all right. That long, the the hood at the hood escape scene, that whole sequence. Well, McConaughey like, sitting still, at that table talking to those investigators. Yeah. Come on. Hey, yeah. If you don't walk, if you don't walk out of his beer can, <laughs> if you don't walk away from that show, a chain smoker or a chain vapor, like yeah, he smoked a lot of tip of the hat. Then he he was uh, like fucked up, man. Yeah. But it's going to be hard from they're They're always going to have that problem. Like, yeah, know, it'll never be. That's what, when you go into a new one, see, I went into the second season, like, okay, it's a different story. Yeah. It doesn't have anything but to I, do with the other one. So I, I, was I enjoyed ex- it, but it wasn't but as good as the first. I was still expecting, Fucking I was greatness. still expecting a head. I was wanting a head game. Like, you know, I wanted Nothing. something to be like, yeah, it was pretty it, straightforward with the whole thing. Well, I mean, it was just a genuine true crime story. Yeah. This one says, um, 
according to this article, that season three will tell the story of a macabre crime in the heart of the Ozarks and a mystery that deepens over decades and plays out in three separate time periods. Um, Dorf will play Wayne's partner, Roland West, an Arkansas state investigator who has his life and career influenced over three decades by a baffling crime. So that, I mean, I just hope that it lives up to I'm just expecting, I'm expecting long dialogue or long monologues of what people have done. And I want some badass. I will say this, this guy's running off the fumes of the ratings from the first season. Yeah. If he does not get a winner this time around, there will not be a fourth season. Oh. Oh, I know. This is his chance. They're like, all right, you get one more. We'll see how it goes. So he's, I believe he's going to, he's going to try to pull out something. Yeah. He's I mean, I'm going to give, I'm going to give it the Curtis watch. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm going to watch yeah. it. I was right there every um, week watching season two as they dropped. I did watched you guys, it. did you guys, uh, see, uh, the article about, um, why the last Jedi bombed in China basically. No. It was it was an interesting read. In a nutshell, before you say this, I did see that it's been pulled. It's not available um, there anymore. You can't watch it in China. It's pulled. Damn. Um, the reason being is that they don't know who the fuck Luke Skywalker was. <laughs> really? No. Well, well, because uh, well, the if we're going by the article, and I wish I could have remembered who it was that published it, but uh. But anyways, the article was like when the original trilogy was released, China didn't really have movie theaters at the time. But very I will say at this. The time. If, you're a, if you're a nerd, you've seen the, the original trilogy. Oh, abs- oh absolutely. So and I don't I'm know sure how much bold- of that we can go on. Cause well, I mean, damn well I mean, you got, you got you got to take in the population of China, and you got to think of how many people did go watch it that and have, didn't know that what they don't, were watching. That are not Star Wars fans. Yeah, but yeah. if you yeah if, if you think of it in terms of the same way as the family in America that didn't really grow up with Star Wars, but because of hype, they went and watched oh, it anyway. And because of culture, you know who the fuck Luke Skywalker is. Yeah, he's yeah. part of our. Well, culture, you know, in China, like, Well, you know, it, it, the way they they explained it was when the Force Awakens released over there, they were like, okay. Their big question was, okay, who's this old guy at the end of the film? Instead of Americans being like, who's Snoke? Yeah. And when the last Jedi comes around, you've got this older this old guy running around doing stuff, being the central of a film, and you have no idea the legacy behind him, you so don't know it's the like backstory. What, so you don't Yeah, what fuck. the fuck? Why is this guy yeah. taking up so much movie? Which which got me thinking, do you think it suffered do you think that the last Jedi almost suffered too greatly because of the nostalgia factor that was involved in it? And do you think that could be a telltale sign for other franchises that come out in the future? Maybe. I now, mean, now, granted, we, now, granted, we're talking about Star Wars, obviously. So, I mean, yeah, not a lot of other properties that are as culturally resonant as Star classic, Wars is. Culturally classic. Yeah. Well, I think that that has to do with it somewhat. But, I mean, that's kind of the trend now, like, Think about it. Jurassic Park, they're getting Brundlefly back in that. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's all it's all nostalgia at the end of the day they're bringing these people back into these you know reboots or remakes also uh it's been confirmed that snoke is dead really rion rion johnson has had no plans of him like when he dies in the last jedi he's dead he said now we're not gonna he said now he said he said jj abrams might elaborate on it through flashbacks or you know some sort of exposition but he gone he's he he's he's dead and you know it's that's the thing they they gave him the palpatine treatment yeah because people didn't really give a shit about the emperor's backstory until the prequels gave it yeah. to us yeah so it was almost like we were spoon-fed his backstory and we thought we were going to get that the same way with snoke star wars which at the end which ahead, at the sorry. end of the day, man, I'm kind of glad that they didn't elaborate on it. Well, yeah. here's the thing, too. Next movie comes out, that's it. We're done with that storyline. The next Star Wars three-piece, <coughs> completely different story, new shit. Well, if you think about it with J.J. Abrams. It'll great over there in China because there's not going to be he, new characters. and he. Well, he sprinkled J.J. Abrams when he did The Force Awakens. Now, in hindsight, with The Last Jedi. He sprinkled little bits of Lost in there. There's stuff there that he's he ain't going to explain to you what the hell it is. Yeah. It's just there. Take it for what it is. It's part of the story. Go yeah. with it. And, that, and maybe that's for the better. Less is more. Absolutely. But, um, you know, that's a nine, that's nine movies after the next one, right? Yeah. Uh, so the whole Luke Skywalker, Vader, you know, Princess Leia thing, nine movies. They're going to be done after this one. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's finished, but they're going to keep making Star Wars movies. It's just going to be different stories, different characters, new people. Well, yeah, the Skywalker story will finally come to finally, an end. Finally, less closure. Lest less it's revealed that Rey is a Skywalker, which but he's not they dead. probably won't. That's the thing. He didn't yeah, die. Luke isn't dead. He, he did not he, die. He went, he went to the, I mean, he, he went to the Force. He like, went full he went, Jedi. You know, yeah, he went to Jedi. Yeah. Once you go that Jedi, you don't go back. Mr. Which would be, which because I don't think they've written off Hamill as not showing up in nine, so I assume he'll probably <sighs> after show the back shit talking he's dropped. I didn't hate the movie, guys. I didn't. Either. I've read all the no. hate. I didn't hate it. I was like, all right, just another fucking no man. Just another I Lego the in the fucking uh, you know. Yeah, I left. I left the theater. Can't satisfied. wait till the next one. You know, that's what I left there. Like. Um, I mean, a, as a kid that grew up on the original trilogy and having grown up as the prequels were released, you know, we're in that group of we're in the group of people that realized, okay, Luke Skywalker might have been the hero of the original trilogy or the hero at the end of the saga, but. You know, Star Wars ultimately was the rise and fall of Vader. Yeah. And this new trilogy is saying, yeah, that happened, but the story's not over. Star Wars is a universe, not a, not just a, they're trying to, they're slowly, they're slowly letting go of the Skywalker plot device. Yeah. And I mean, that could be good and that could be bad. Well, like Valerian. Yeah. Good fucking space movie. Star Wars can go, you know, there's, there's good fucking space movies that can come out of this fucking purchase. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, and they will. I mean, they I, will. I, They're going to have new movies, man. You know, all they the, now I, they've got the name. That's yeah, all. And I mean, bought and, the and, name. And I think Rogue One and Rogue One was a great example of testing the waters of a Star Wars film where the Jedi are mentioned, but you never really see them. I'm gonna have yeah. to you say. Don't see, you don't and see I, the more fantastical side of Star Wars. You see the, you know, you see the other side, with the exception of Leia and Vader at the end, obviously. But out of the all movie the new itself, movies, you know, out of all the new movies, that's probably my favorite one. Rogue One, yeah, it's good. I like that one the most. Yeah, because it was kind of its own thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not tied up it in took- this fucking Princess Leia fucking shit. Like, <laughs> it was like, well, it was like a nice little dash of salt and pepper. What was just showing you that they can make, yeah, you know, like George Lucas had no fucking idea. You know, he's there's not some paperwork laying around where he was working on that movie. That's something somebody, you know, fucking was like, I got an idea. Check this out. Yeah, I mean, let me, well, let me throw somebody was a sin. Well, it's like somebody pretty much just sat there and said, hey, the opening crawl to A New Hope could be a movie. <laughs> yeah. And it was. And it was great. A damn good movie. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I, I loved how it, 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 they, it seamlessly, f- you know, fit in between three and four. Yeah. This movie got shit on, man. I know. Shit well, I mean, on. I mean, like, it explained, well, Rogue One or Jedi? Jedi. There is people... Signing a petition to remove oh, it. Oh like yeah, it never happened. Oh, there's oh the yeah the uh, the one I saw. They were like, if Disney can erase thirty or forty years of lore, they can do it one more time with this movie. And I'm I'm scratching my head, going, did did did, did, did we all watch the I same don't think film? We all well, you know, That's because deal, to because to me, when 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 Luke has his big force moment at the end. And he's projecting Which himself across epic. the yeah. fucking galaxy. Like I want to be like, dude. I mean, and and some people, some people will take it and analytically p- pick it apart and be like, oh, that was stupid for whatever reason. I, I don't know, but I feel like that was that was that, that like when when it, when it revealed that he was when he says the whole I'm not the last Jedi and it re- cuts to him on the the cliff doing his meditation thing. It was almost like a say no more, bro, on how powerful I am. Yeah. Because, well, like, to me, that to, to me that is the most powerful display of the force we've seen on film. By far. But uh, people just going to hate. Haters going to hate, man. And, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was. <laughs> It was it was kind of stonerish if you think about it when you're yeah it's like dude I'm not gonna fight you <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna meditate on it bro yeah I got you I got your card right here sir people but people were bitching about stupid shit like the fucking milk scene yeah who well, I mean cares? <laughs> well, I mean you know and and the thing that that I I I, I knew to go in when it comes to at least all of the new movies now is that it is a Disney property. Now there's going to be moments in it that are, you know, supposed to be lighthearted, but yeah. it lasted like it, 23 yeah, does serve, seconds. Does it serve the film? Not necessarily, but it's they just still, showing it's you where there. he got his milk from. 
They're trying to bring well, in mean, new animals. You know, like, look, we got these weird milk well, creatures. Well, I mean, well, well, if you well, if you <laughs> remember, that was a complete nod to him chugging that shit on Tatooine, man. Yeah. Oh. But it fucking bothered. They're like, why? <laughs> why not, man? There was no Jar Jar well, I mean, Binks in this movie. Be well, happy. I mean, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, okay, well then, I mean, every Star Wars film has a moment where people are like, why the fuck? Even in the six, other six movies, there's, there's, you can't, you can't sit there and not say that hey, there was a movie that you could watch where it was like, wow. I'm gonna say, like, wait a minute, no, I've, I've gone back and watched the fucking, the 2000, you know, the damn episode one through whatever fucking they did. <laughs> They're not that bad. No, They're not no. that bad. I was hard on those movies when they came out, but they're not that bad. Like you got a few no, characters man. where you're like, ah, I'm not a big fan of, I'm not, fuck it. I like Jar Jar Binks. I'm going on record. I like him. I mean, Misa's fucking dude, all I'll, right. You know, I'll, to this day, He's not that the whole bad. Jar Jar, the Jar Jar is a Sith, uh, you know, meme that's online, dude. I, I back it, dude. It would have been say so that great. He's not funny. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all great sci-fi adventure films. I know they're space operas, is what people call them. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's the it's wait a minute the, the world built the, the world the universe that George Lucas built was amazing. If you call a Star Wars movie a space opera, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a space opera. They didn't do any singing. There was no song and dance. No. Well, I mean, just well, I mean, just a dramatic. No, I know. You know the dramatic exaggerations of Here's like love thing. and all that. Star shit, especially Wars, with. I'm nah. Fuck this. Real estate. Adam G's going on record. Star Wars is not for everyone. Oh, of course it's not. And it's easy to forget that sometimes. Absolutely. Well, like they're like it didn't do good in China. How many Star Wars fans you got there? You know. I well, think I mean, the true fans loved it. They were all right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, dude, you don't have control over the story. You're just a fucking, you just, all you got to do is watch it. Well, I mean, how many franchises can, can still say that they've got nine movies? How many franchises can releases? say that somebody got paid a billion dollars they, for it? They got global. Yeah. Even, and yeah, that, that's still dollars. blew my mind. That's still what blew my mind. Even though The Last Jedi didn't do good in Japan, the movie still grossed over like a, like one and a half billion dollars. It's going to make plenty of money. It made all its money back then <laughs> some. Right. I mean, I mean, dude, I just saw it as this is going to be a lot of kids' generation. This is their this is their empire, man. Hopefully they go back and watch them all. You know, it'll op- open it up and it's like, hey, there's more. Yeah. If a Star Wars like if a Star Wars movie can make me leave the theater, come home and, and almost want to pop one in and start from the beginning. I think it did a good job. It's time. I agree. To watch them all. Cause but. You know, I mean, the thing with star Wars is that, you know, it's one of those things where if, if I really, if I had the time, I'd watch it a lot, a lot more than I would oh, watch man. it more often. I would watch it more often than I used to, which I mean, back, you know, years ago, you know, you could just watch the, the saga, knock it out in a couple days yeah. or knock it out in one day. If you know, it's a rainy one, you know, shit, not anymore. No, man, you got to set a weekend. You probably got to set a week to do it. Yeah. A couple nights. 
Because you're only going to watch one. Yeah. You won't watch them back to back. That's too much. You watch I, too I don't much, understand. Man. You had all these people. They're like, they raped my childhood. It's like your childhood fucking sucked. Then didn't bother me, man. I don't get it. No, I'm excited for the next one. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't care about the reviews. I don't go on their reviews. I go no. on my review, and my review was good. Full star. Bam. <laughs> um, there was also a can't wait for the next one. And the one after there was that, a, and the one after that, and the one after that, and the one after that, you know? Yeah. There was a, another article as well where uh, Sebastian Stan hinted at the possibility, and we won't go too too deep into it only because there's several episodes where we've we've kind of handed it off to this. But uh, there's there's more rumors brewing that in the event of a Fox Marvel merger, that Hugh Jackman maybe maybe not could show back up as Wolverine. <laughs> hey, well, if the price is right, that motherfucker will. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll stand. You know, thirty million. Uh, I'll be there Monday. You know, we have right. Sebastian Stan who plays the Winter Soldier. He he was talking about it, and he said that. I mean, he, he, he went so far as to be along the lines of, you know, I'm not sure if I can talk about this or not. Like, so usually. If anybody's going to play the Wolverine, it's going to be Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh man. Which there's nothing it wrong was, with it because when they do the movie with him, you know, old man Logan was old man Logan. They'll go back a few years. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shit I mean, that happened. We didn't see. I mean, the day that we can get on one screen, Captain America, Iron Man, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. Like, welcome happen. to the comic. Welcome to the comic Marvel. It'll happen. Y'all. Disney's gonna buy everything. Yeah. And God bless them. <laughs> they God took that fucking everyone. Disney money and they made a difference. They've made the way- some of the best comic book movies. To ever grace the fucking silver screen. Yep. I agree. I mean, damn, you know? Right. And it all started, you know, they said it all started with Iron Man, but really started with Spider-Man. Spider-Man came out before just, Iron Man. It just, it just kind of came to mind and maybe this is a stupid idea and, and by all means, Griffin and Adam shoot it down. I'm going to fuck you up. But <laughs> for the sake of a movie though. It would be awesome if, say, Wolverine was doing his conscious time travel thing where his mind, kind of like Days of Future Past, where he, his mind goes back in time but not his body. Yeah. Well, what if that happens and, it, you know, shit gets weird because plot, you know, whatever, and Wolverine's mind's transplanted over into the MCU where he exists still. But he's over there, and he remembers everything from the Fox universe. But he's in a universe where he's—I don't know—because I mean, plot, he is a mutant. You know what I mean? He is a mutant. He is Wolverine and all that. Dude, but Fox universe, are, you know, Disney universe—it's all the same now. They own it. Yeah, it's all the same. So they—they they, they don't have it's to just do that, any it, kind of backstory. They just pick it up. Yeah, pop. I mean, it's there. just that. It's just that part of me that wants seamless continuity that I'll never get. You as know what soon I mean? as Disney 
acquired Fox, motherfuckers started writing fucking scripts. Oh, yeah. And they will have something that comes across the table that they're like, this is well, it right here. What would, be, what would be very intense is if Foggy was so on top of everything uh, as he they acquired the characters. Well, as he acquired characters, he said, all right, guys. Or if he, like, say he's telling, he's talking to the Disney higher-ups. And Disney's like, all right, we got all this. What, 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 what can you do? He's like, well, we have scripts for this character, this character, and this character partially done almost there. Like, what if he's had shit on the back burner? Not necessarily full-blown scripts, but just, all right, in the event that we get these characters back, this is going to be the plot line we take. That could be a possibility. I mean, like ways of ways of him being like, you know, take him what he's got, take him what he could get, and you know, making trajectory. Because I think it at this point in Marvel Studios, I think it's probably so on top of you know the future is so far in advance, you know, planned out now that I'm sure there's contingencies that they're like, okay, in the event we get this character, we could do this idea. I mean, maybe it's just one or two sentences of what they wanted to do, but it's still there. Like they can, they can jump back to an idea that maybe Feige had for years or whatever director or writer or whatever person on, on his team was like, you know, Hey, we ever get Wolverine. I got a damn good idea to, to make him fit perfectly here. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, uh, they sit around and they're like, in a perfect world, you know, we could do this, that, and the other. Um, they may, you know, they may have that. But realistically, here's what I see happening. And this is like my future prediction here. Um, I think that they're going to reboot Fantastic Four immediately. Um, the right way. Yes, Finally. the right way. It'll be out in two or three years. I think they're going to continue on with what Fox was doing with the X-Men. And then I think that eventually it may not be within the next five years, but I'm going to say within the next 10 years that we are going to see that crossover and it is going to happen. And I think that that's whenever, because think about it in 10 years, you're going to have, um, well, they, gonna, they need something to do after this story's done. Exactly. When they finish this, then they can say, okay, what do we do now? All right. Now we fucking bam, put them all in one movie. Yeah. So well, I they think might that, trickle I th- down a few, you know, little small pictures down. Well, I mean, do you think maybe, maybe in the same way DC might be doing it? And I know that's laughable to assume Marvel would do anything that DC is doing right now. But the idea that DC took earlier last year, where they explained that you know now that they've done came and went with Justice League, that they're gonna. They're going to focus more on just individual franchises rather than building. Which to a I crossover. think they should. Well, I wonder if I wonder if Marvel is going to eventually do a similar tactic, like still have it to where there is a a continuity where they all live in a world where the events of everything that's happened has happened, but there's not a galactic threat anymore, and now it's just the the heroes you know, taking care of their domains. Well, Disney owns it. So for the rest of our life, they're going to be releasing movies, you know, just whatever. I can't wait for the year. There's going to be a fucking Marvel movie every year. There's going to be a damn, they will mark my words. Fucking January 18th, 2018. They will own Spider-Man. Yeah. They'll buy it. And then they'll have it all. 
right? That's it. Other than the Batman shit, which, you know, I'm not even sure that Disney could save what they've done to Batman, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't it be crazy, though, in like 10 years' time if fucking Disney's like, we've purchased the, the fucking Warner Brothers DC shit? No, they just purchased the Batman shit. Oh, I know one crazy. thing. I, mean, if, God, if, damn. I think if, I believe if Disney gets a hold of Batman, we will never see a serious Batman film ever again. No. Yeah. I mean, dude. They've I mean, I don't, a good I don't job think on these go, superhero I, movies, I though. They're not yeah, like, but super I, I don't kiddie. think. I don't think it will be. I mean, I'll say it'll still be dark. I mean, you can't have a Batman story that isn't dark. But, you know, there's going to be, a, there'll be more. There'll never be another around. Christopher Nolan Batman. Yeah. There'll never be a, well, I think the era of grimdark is kind of leaving. Well, we had yeah. that Batman. Uh, well, I mean, if Justice League proved anything, they're, they're going to tone it down. Yep. You heard it. I mean, in the middle, folks, they're in the middle, down. <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the big, you know, the big, like throw down at the end of justice league, there's even, you know, they have the comical moment where, you know, flash is going to save a bunch of people and, you know, Superman rolls right up beside him and he's like, you know, what's up, man, need some help. I'm Superman. Yeah, and they good have day, citizen. <laughs> well, we got one last little thing before we get out. Um, they've cast Caprio and Tarantino's new period uh, piece. You mean fucking Manson? Yeah. Now, I mean, now you already know this it's movie's going to be fucking amazing. Well, they said well, Brad Pitt's in talks and Margot Robbie talks being well, in as well. To, I have to ask, though, is, didn't he say in an earlier interview or early, earlier thing where he just was explaining his film, it's not a Charles Manson film per se, but it no. takes place while that's going on? It's yeah. like DiCaprio's probably not going to play Manson. He's going to play like one of the goons or something. Well, he's playing a uh, has-been, an aging actor. But uh, w whether this is a fictional character created specifically for the story or an actual aging actor from 1969 is so. Well, this I movie's going to fucking deliver. Yeah, I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, he'll you know? probably be he'll be the character that delivers the zingers that Tino likes to put I in his movies. Wait. I'm already excited. When I heard he was involved, I'm like, shit, that's a good script. DiCaprio doesn't do bullshit, man. I just... <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for the day the article drops where we find out that his Star Trek movie was just bullshit and it doesn't get greenlit because I still I'm I still in shock that that's even happening. I'm still in shock that they've even got. I've heard him say before that he would like to do one. Yeah, he's been I mean, vocal. But I bet, I bet it would be good. But it's just it's going to happen. It would dude. be so it would be so different from his other films, and I think that's what makes it all the more interesting because. Tarantino's never really done like a hard sci-fi film. No, I can't name one sci-fi movie that he's done. No, I mean he's had supernatural elements in his films, but not. I like guarantee space. you, he's seen every goddamn episode of Star Trek. He's a fan, you know. Yeah, 
He's seen every fucking episode. I don't just mean the old shit, the new shit. The. I mean, I'm not saying I doubt it. I mean, but if he writes I a just, Star Trek movie, it's going to be good. It's just gonna I be just different. don't want. And you I know, there's a lot of, but be, there's a lot of shit that he can't do. I just he can't don't want go it to on be a fucking murdering spree. Like, if you know what I mean. What do you mean? I just don't want to be his cop out like Kevin Smith. Like he I has all his movies. Movie. Easy now. They need a cop out. You know what I mean? I'm offended. Um, I don't think it will. I mean, my thing is, is Tarantino's not going to attach himself to bullshit. Nope. Won't do so, it. That's why he wasn't starring Tusk. Yeah. I hate so, to say that. I know. But, but it's true. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He wanted was, him to play. Who was he going to play? Gila Point. So he was gonna play the Leonardo DiCaprio, the uh, the Johnny Depp John. character, but he wouldn't do it. He read the script and said, "Nope, not gonna do it." So I mean, if he's if his name's gonna be attached to it, it's gonna be phenomenal. And with Abrams behind him to kind of keep him on track, we'll be cool gonna... if he writes it, Abrams directs it. Well, he said he was getting a writer's room for him, and then Tarantino's gonna direct it gonna direct it too yeah watch it be the best well, goddamn I mean, star well, if you think about it well, we'll think we'll think about it like it feels like it would be it wouldn't probably feel too offbeat considering one of the big moments in star trek beyond is when they just go all out on those drones to the beastie boys yeah, I have a feeling there will be no motorcycles, no motorcycles yeah. in the Tarantino Star Trek movie. I would like to see it takes place in deep space. Like they're either on the Enterprise, they're on a different fucking planet, or they're on the enemy ship. They're on something. <laughs> you know, like, 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 fuck Earth. He's not. I'm not worried about. He's never. I'm not worried about movie. I'm not worried about Earth. You know, looking like the technological dreamland that it will never be. Uh, I want space. He's only got nine movies under his belt, but they're nine damn good movies. Yeah. I don't well, care what it is. You could put one in right now. You'll watch it all the way through. Yeah. I'm down. I hope this opens him up to more projects. I think it will. Because it he doesn't good. have to do, you know, he, he said he wanted to make 10 movies. That's 10 Tarantino movies. Yeah. In his Tarantino universe, Star Trek doesn't count. Yeah. Well, I think that if the reception for it's good, because it is, it's going to be one of those things where it's like a Tarantino Star Trek. That's kind of weird to even think about. But I think if, if he releases it and it gets critical acclaim, which I'm sure it will, because like, like, like we said, he's not going to attach himself to no. something that's not going to be good. So I think that might open him up for, um, you know, he wanted to and do the James Bond movie. He wanted to do this, wanted I to do that. I think he could do a great James Bond movie. Yeah, I think he I could save the franchise. Yeah. Because it's not looking good. I don't know if you guys saw the last one, but it was a turd. <laughs> I would really like to see Tarantino do. Like, how cool would this be if eventually the show got this far along where they could do that? Um, or have the budget to, I guess. I would love for him to do a two part a two parter episode of The Walking Dead. He might save uh, that... it. <laughs> And I bet no, he I mean, like the how, walking how cool, how, yeah, I mean, what, I would just love to see him do a zombie film. Yeah, I'd like to see his take on a monster movie. 
like, 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 no, like, 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 it would be badass because, like, I feel like with Tarantino, he could, he could encompass an entire zombie apocalypse in one film. Chapter one, the outbreak. Chapter two, three, and four be some like crazy plot that goes on with the zombies. Chapter then, three, you know, we're fucked. Or chapter, <laughs> chapter five, the cure, and it just be that like their their town gets nuked or something. Yeah, I'd watch it. Well. We got Blade Runner next week, and I'm Which interested. One, the old one? Yes, the OG. OG Blade Runner. And I'm interested to see, you know. Well, I'm we've all seen it. Yeah, I can but go ahead yeah. and rate it. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a star. Oh, shit. You guys going to give like- it. If there's anybody that's going to give it a fucking half star or no star, I'm going to be like, fuck this. You're off the podcast. Well, no, what's the, uh, when's the last time you watched it? It's been a couple of years. It's been, I bought it on Blu-ray. That's the last time I watched Which it. Was and that was at yeah. least five years ago. Yeah. It's been a minute, dude. I'm going to have to say five or six. Yeah. So it'll be, but I, I know I love it. Cause I loved it the last fucking six times I watched it. Oh yeah. So we're, gonna, so we're all going to be able to say we've got a fresh watch. Oh, rewatch. Yeah. It's been, been a while. Yeah. Been a while. I still remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're coming into that hot next week and then the I'm week excited after for the new one yeah we're doing the new one the week after because that's some um, shit i don't know yeah for some real new territory there <laughs> some uncharted space yeah so uh hit us up on the socials you know rate us on itunes let us know what you think let us know what you think about dunkirk military pissing Star on the flags oh, quentin tarantino just let us know something, anything. Xbox please. 360. Yeah. Let us know if you still prefer 360 over Xbox One. Go. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I think that about covers everything. I think the check's in the mail. That's it, guys. Does the banana curve or is it just the lens? What? <laughs> Shit, I know, but. Nobody's looking. You're sleeping in it. Well, why would you wear a hat to bed? Yeah, I don't have you know. Ever fell, have y'all ever fell asleep in a toboggan? Because I have, and it was great. <laughs> now, if I fall asleep in anything other it's than coming off than my boxers, I'm gonna sweat the entire time. Yeah, I'm gonna wake Granted. up with some sweaty balls, even with a bobbin on. Granted, I was a lot younger. Granted, it was really cold. Try it again. Granted, I was really drunk. But it was comfortable. Granted, I woke up in a car. Yeah. I mean, that's different. It is that's different. If you I wake have. up in a car with a bogging on, you're like, all right, it was cold last night. Yeah.